it's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. Just rather pleasant for a change. <laughs> uh, Sorry. It, it, was wide, it was a wide opening. Zip likes the fact that I'm not at full throat and may not be able to speak as much. Okay, we're here. We're late because uh, I was ill this week, but also Zed, uh, Ed was really busy. You're, uh, you posted on Facebook that you're in a film, right? Uh, I've been cast in a film, yes. Uh, pulling the goalie. <laughs> as a human being or as the voice of an avatar? No. <laughs> this is real people on camera, yeah. That's like awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I'm a coach. <laughs> I have never been a hockey coach. I've played roller hockey, but not ice hockey much. It doesn't matter if you're around Ted Lasso. No experience is actually a plus. <laughs> yeah. Are you alongside some A-listers? No, this is a this is a short, and I'm doing it. Uh, I've got a, fr a friend named Bob Brown who is a producer, and he put me in my first film that ended up on the wall at Blockbuster, called Silent Scream. It's not the the abortion film; it was a horror film that was picked <laughs> up and, and renamed Silent Scream. And he said, "Look, Eddie, I, I this is a, a a small role. It's a small film. It's a first time director. If you do this, I'll put you in my next Blockbuster." So, I took nice. the deal. Oh, yeah. nice. I'll put you in my next Blockbuster. Yeah, the, the kind that pays pension and health and yeah. all that stuff, yeah. That's a, a cocksure statement for someone to make, by the way. <laughs> it really is. I've got well, a lot of his, blockbusters left in me. His next big, bigger budget fair, I guess. No, that's cool, and he'll have one. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's very accomplished. And he's very good at raising money, which a lot of filmmakers are not. Mm. Yeah. He's, he's well, congratulations. Which when, is when probably is, the most important skill of a it filmmaker. It really is. <laughs> Absolutely. He's, he's bang on the money, yeah. When does the filming begin? Uh, I believe it's October. Wow. So you, are you going to be unavailable for the podcast for a while? Um, I asked them if they would. I said, uh, Bob, I can do it if they shoot around me and do it on weekends. He says, I think they can accommodate that. So That's very nice. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we'll start off uh, with my apologies for not being available Wednesday night. I thought about sending out a letter, but given how brave Norm MacDonald was about not sharing any of his health issues. <laughs> the standard. Me saying I had a bad cold seemed like a little too much of a play for sympathy. Just, just a bit, yeah. Uh, but here's what happened, and, and I do believe there's a, a moral dilemma here we can all chew on. Okay. Over the last couple of weeks, uh, you know... It's the end of summer. The ragweed is in bloom. All of us will get the sniffles if you have any kind of allergies, right? <laughs> Go ahead. It's the end of summer, yeah. I got it. And and so I was walking around with a little sniffle here and there. And, and of course, you turn on the news and what is everything? COVID Delta, COVID Delta, everyone's getting it. And it would be one thing if you would do what it was. Like, right. like some of you, I will get it. You will feel absolutely nothing. <laughs> some of you will get the sniffles. Some of you will be on a ventilator and die. But and others will be glad to see you go. Absolutely. Uh, but, and then there's, there's two pandemics. There's yeah. the pandemic of the unvaccinated, yeah. which is reaching younger and younger. And it seems to, the way tornadoes target trailer parks <laughs> why seems, am I laughing at that it seems to head for right wing talk show hosts who've made fun of vaccines does it 
Yeah, but you're not a talk show. Well, I guess you are a talk show host currently. Uh, you know, and I haven't made fun of the vaccine, but no, no. Uh, but uh, here's how karma works. Okay, uh, I've tried to to moderate it, but I've made fun of them. Mm-hmm. So, in the, and I'm not a liberal, but everyone who's right wing thinks I'm a liberal. Right. So you're a centrist. Yeah. Maybe maybe it would be karma coming back at me. So anyway, start. I, on Saturday, we had our neighbors coming over for dinner. Oh boy! We had a, a concert that night called the Million Dollar Quartet. Have you ever? It's a Broadway show. Have you ever heard of it? I have not. It turns out many years ago there was this fateful recording session at what was the record company called that had Elvis, Johnny Cash? Uh, uh, Planet. Uh, it's got Sun. the Planet logo. It's Sun, Sun, yeah. Sun Records. Sun Records. No. Yes. Yes. And, and it had Elvis, Carl Perkins. Wow. Um, Jerry Lee Lewis, Johnny Cash. Wow. And those four made up this thing called the Million Dollar Quartet because on one fateful day, they were all in the recording studio at the same time. Wow. And I can't remember the guy's name who ran it. Sam something or other. Uh, Phillips. Sam Phillips. Phillips. Yeah. Good Man, you guys. Musical trivia. Enough Dude. jeopardy for the... <laughs> Zip, you are on today. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, and it's a beautiful play. Uh, you'd enjoy it, Zip. So, these guys all wandered in, and Sam Phillips, no dummy, pressed record, and they jammed and did like 18 songs. Oh, man. Anyway, so I was very excited to see this concert, and I'm seeing it in White River Junction, Vermont, so I don't know if I'm getting a good touring group or if it's going right. to be... Could be local dicey. yokels, to be, to be fair. We <laughs> could are, be community theater. <laughs> you know, it could be more like a hootenanny, less like a Broadway show. But it was. Jesus. It was a, it was a Broadway show. Every, really? It was spectacular. Did they sound like the singers? Did they sound like Johnny Cash? Did they sound like Carl They Burton? sounded... Uh, it, here's what I was impressed with. Yeah. They didn't sound like parody singers. Oh, good. Which I wouldn't have appreciated. Right. They were just good singers. Good, yeah. So the answer is no. They didn't sound exactly like copies. And they don't have to. But the band, the quality of playing Zip, you would know this, it was super pro-Broadway playing. And, wow. and those people, you know, those people can't play a bad note. Yeah. And they can't True. go out of time. I mean, they can't mess it up. It's just not no. in their DNA. No. So, where was it? Where, where uh, it it's at a uh, place in White River Junction uh, called Northern Stage, I believe. Okay. A beautiful nonprofit. Uh, great shows come through there. Anyway, so it's like my first show of that type since COVID. Right. Were you socially distanced? Uh, well, here's the thing. I'm sniffling, but I've been sniffling for a week and saying, oh. you know, it's uh-huh. probably just, you know, all the flowers. My bees okay. are loaded pollen, with pollen. Whatever. Yeah. Ragweed, whatever. But so here's the dark secret, though. Uh oh. That morning I said, you know what? I'm triple vaccinated, but I'm going to go get a COVID test just because. Mm-hmm. And I and I said, I'm, you know, 10,000 to one, there's no way I could have COVID. But I'm just going to get a test. They're free. They're 10 minutes away. You literally right. can make an appointment on your phone I, yeah. on the drive there I and walk just in. came back, yeah. yeah. And so I did that. And then I thought, should I mention it to anybody? I thought, nah, it's so unlikely. Don't. I don't want to ruin the evening. And we have dinner with our neighbors. And our neighbors are what we call our... Um, there are pandemic family. 
Right. Because we, you've kissed, yeah, you saw nobody but them exclusively during the whole Yeah, mass. we all were very careful, but we couldn't not socialize with anybody. So, right. uh, and another older couple like ourselves, a little older, in fact. And anyway, so we had dinner that night, and I thought, I have a sniffles, but nah, it can't be COVID. And everybody's fully vaccinated. Right. But I got a test just in case. Mm-hmm. So that night we go to the show. It's a wonderful show. Mm-hmm. There were there was someone ill one row in front of us that had oh. to be removed. They stopped the show and taken out yeah. in an ambulance. Oh boy! But I figure that's any old show about Elvis is going to have someone die in the audience, right? <laughs> that's just wrong. <laughs> po- wait a minute. Positive, positive, I'm channeling positive. my inner Norm Macdonald for that. So, hold on one sec. I got a cough. So anyway, the next morning, I wake up. With a fever, and much worse. I thought, well, that's odd. I got the test, but then I faced this moral dilemma: should I tell anyone? You know, contact tracing and all of that. Thank you all for staying. Silent. <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting with bated breath. Sometimes I'm baiting you to actually speak. So, I, I, and I thought, well, look, the, the odds of me having COVID are so tiny uh, that I should wait for the results of the test. And when I got the test, by the way, they said, oh, we're processing the real fast, usually within 24 hours. Yeah. So all day long, I'm in bed, coughing, sneezing, and I'm refreshing my phone and no results came. I thought, well, for sure I'll know on Sunday. And mm-hmm. Sunday I woke up and I had a worse fever. Mm. The first day it was like a hundred, just about a hundred. Second day it got to a 101. Yeah. And at this point, I don't know how you are with a fever. Like, I just give up on life. Right. I say, well, if this is the big one, Wheezy, I'm ready. <laughs> Here I come, Elizabeth. <laughs> and, uh, and I basically say, look, I need to rest and get better. Yeah. And I kept hitting refresh, no test result. Mm-hmm. And so the next morning I woke up, fever of, uh, it got to 102.4. Okay. And that's a real fever. Mm-hmm. And my wife says, you need to call your doctor. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you're right, I do. Call your doctor. And, and I'm like, should we call the neighbors? And I thought, and alarm them? Because I probably just have a cold. I thought maybe I should. And I thought, ah, but I don't want to alarm them. I mean, I want to go by the science, and the test should, results should be in any minute, right? But then I started to feel something that everyone who could get a breakthrough infection might feel. And, you know, there's no teaching like experience. Yeah, experience is the best teacher. But I started to realize I've been too lax. I've sort of had this attitude that now that I'm super vaccinated, bring it on i'd like to get it because eventually everybody will get it it's endemic it's not going away it's going to keep morphing and the best immunity and this is going to make me sound like a a trumper Mm. uh, the best immunity is god's immunity the old-fashioned kind where you get sick and you beat it because you're strong and republican i heard that before it's true i mean It's true other than the, you know, the people that die. Yeah. 
and the people that you know can't protect themselves because they're immunocompromised. So right. anyway, I was having all these mixed feelings, I, I, but I said I, I'm just gonna the the sci- and I'm I'm all over the internet. I'm looking at what are the odds that I could have a breakthrough with a third, and the odds are like some are like one in a hundred thousand, and wow. if you get it after you're vaccinated, it's supposed to be super easy. Not get worse every single day. Right. So by whatever, I don't even know what day it is now. I think Wednesday. Uh, my doctor. Uh, Friday. She, she, uh, she wanted to see me. I went in. I had ear infections. On both sides, right? On both sides. Bronchial, yeah. something or other. It turned out not to be terrible, but they had a chest x-ray. They put, put me on antibiotics. And my test result came out. Negative. Hmm. So I thought, okay, this felt like um, uh, reminiscent of AIDS. Yeah. Where I'd have to get on the phone if it was positive and I have to call everyone I'd ever been with and have them talk to everyone they'd ever been with. Right. And it, it would be embarrassing. I've never really thought about that. I was, I was so self-absorbed. I don't know if you guys can imagine that, but I was. So- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for that vociferous laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, no <laughs> so the negative result was, in a way, I wanted to like be able to boast on social media that I had a breakthrough infection and that I beat it. Yeah. Which got me to whole to like understand the whole anti-vaxxer mentality, right? Is a sh- is a belief in yourself and a show of strength, right? And uh, it's actually a weakness, but we can imagine it as strength. Mm-hmm. And so part of me was disappointed, mm-hmm. but I spent three days thinking I had the most unlikely breakthrough infection, and then I found out. And then I thought of this: I haven't gotten a flu vaccine, you know. I've hogged the buffet table of <laughs> Pfizer COVID vaccines. You, you so got a third shot. If yes. the flu kills me, I yes. deserve a Herman Cain award, just like those right-wing talk show hosts. <laughs> oh, man. Have you heard about the Herman Cain awards? <laughs> I thought you were referring to Rush's award. No, it's, no. A, it's a Reddit group that's okay. gone huge. Passing them out, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and anytime an anti-vaxxer specifically, and there's another, there's like five right-wing anti-vaxxer talk show hosts who've croaked now. Anytime one of them goes, uh, they get the Herman Cain Award because he was an anti-vaxxer right. uh, Republican nutjob who ran for president too. And by the way, I, I, I'm, I'm not opposed to just Republican nutjobs. We got nutjobs in all sides of the political spectrum. But um, <clears throat> I thought, you know, I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, hoisting myself on my own petard and deserving <laughs> a comeuppance if I'm right. too cocky and overconfident. So I felt deserving mm-hmm. of something bad happening to me, right. which I haven't seen a therapist in a few years to talk mm-hmm. me out from that. But Anyway, so uh, today's the first day without a fever. Good. And this was being recorded on Friday. And you got you got up to one hundred three something. One hundred two point four. One hundred two point four. One shy of the radio frequency of uh, KZOK, <laughs> <laughs> which has nothing to do with this story. Hang on. <laughs> so sorry. I spared you the worst of that cough. 
Side door. Oh, uh, but okay. my energy's back. Like last night, I woke up. Yeah. I, I slept all day. Yeah. And then, and I knew I was better because I, I, well, I'd been taking the antibiotic. It, it, it must have been something because when an antibiotic gives you back your energy in one day, that's a, that's a good sign. Right. But I woke up last night and I turned on YouTube and somehow the YouTube algorithm, which knows all your deepest, darkest secrets, proclivities, and desires, and desires, the YouTube <laughs> algorithm shoved this video front and center. Bob is a techie. And said, you got to see this. He likes to read about boats. Thank you. Those are very rare secret desires of mine. <laughs> uh, Zip knows which video it was because we talked about it on our radio show. Mm -hmm. They pulled out of nowhere a brand new song by ABBA. Oh, boy. Yeah, I've heard it. You've heard it. Yeah, I yeah, have. It's it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's terrible? It sounds it sounds like ABBA on thirty three when it should be at forty five to me. Huh. So, again, the algorithm knows you, and they would find you whatever perverted thing you are into. <laughs> this ABBA song starts playing, and I'm looking at the. It's like a hypnotic video of the lyrics. Right. And I'm going, what is that? And it didn't say ABBA on it, by the way. Mm -hmm. It just was the name of the song. Right. Which, uh, I can't remember the name of it. but I have it somewhere. You can look it up. Yeah. The lyrics are these ethereal, spacey, spirituality, getting to know yourself kind of stuff. Yeah. Which, of course, Vo I'm a the sucker. The song was Voyage. No, not Voyage. But Okay, Different that's song. the name of the album, though. Voyage is the name of the album. I believe it yeah. comes out November 9th. Yeah. Why I'm promoting an ABBA album? <laughs> it's the same reason I'll, I'll eat a tub of Haagen-Dazs ice cream at midnight when everyone else has gone to bed and no one knows <laughs> I'm eating. It's sweet, that's why. Yeah. No. Uh, and I'm excited about it. And there's a couple of things I'm excited about. First off, in your sunset golden years, Mm-hmm. To be able to do something at a high level, who gives a crap whether you know it's hugely successful or not, is still an accomplishment. Agreed. Took a while for Ed. How about you, Zip? Yeah, I, I agree. Sure. I who mean, cares? the fact the fact that we do this podcast, amazing, <laughs> and we have a small but dedicated and growing uh, followers who listen every single episode, right. Uh, it provides, uh, I'm going to say this for me, maybe not you guys, but it adds deep meaning to my life in a way that harvesting a crop of beets that I planted myself can't quite do. Mm -hmm. It's just a connection with people. Right. I agree. So, wow. so I'm listening to this ABBA song, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking, they got to be like 80 years old. They are. They're up there. And it's amazing that they can still sing. But, of course, yeah. computers can help anyone. I could sing now. They can. We, I could do yeah. Cher's catalog, and it would sound <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> With pitch correction, yes. <laughs> One syllable I believe time. I'm in love. <laughs> Just fix it for I me. Believe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, but, but anyway, I'm, I'm digging it, and I'm going, the computer algorithms know how to nurse me back to health better than the, the health care system. Because, right. you know, they just sent me something <laughs> odd anyway I, I started just 
feeling all good. And then I whipped out a whole bunch of projects I was working on. And I opened up and created a bunch of sessions. And I did a whole bunch of work. And I went, oh, I'm back. And it was scary. It was scary because for a moment, and so many of you have had this where you thought you may have it. Mm-hmm. You have to just ask yourself, okay, what's, what's going to happen now? Right. And for me, nothing. You're just sick. Get over it, you stupid yeah. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't try to swear a lot on this show, but yeah, that, yeah. I believe I deserved that one. So That's I gave okay. It to well, you get a mulligan this time. All right. So, uh, and, and ABBA is going on tour, and they're doing something that I think the Rolling Stones should do. The hover around tour? Uh, is that what they call it? No, that's just one of those things that you wheel around on like a go-kart. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. No. no, they're doing a tour with avatars. In other words, they're going to get oh. to sit and be in the audience and watch their younger selves perform. And people. If you Google it, it's crazy. Um, they wear these costumes that, they, you know, like stage performers wear these costumes yeah. that turn them into the hot young ABBA. Oh, man. Oh, shit. That's right. And it's probably going to be lip synced, but so what? It's really Abba singing. It's not Millie Van Abba. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that joke does not do well with millennials. I can tell you that. No, it goes, that does not go over. <laughs> the reference is lost. Uh, so, uh, you know, I thought about that and I thought if Mick Jagger sees this, he's going to want to take the Stones on tour for the next 20 years. Yeah. And then they can easily bring back any lost stones. Right. And they could make they could make Keith look 60. I could make him look super young. <laughs> Absolutely. So, anyway, that was that. And uh anyway, I missed you guys and I I actually I was just missed the whole idea of doing the podcast and it felt yeah. like really weird. I just got some uh, some interesting news. Uh, as you know, when you called to ask if we could do this replacement podcast, I was on my way to get a uh, COVID test. And did you have a an important reason? Uh, n- yes, I, I go across on Sunday to uh, take care of my sister. She doesn't drive. I buy okay. her groceries in Canada. It's uh, and I those gotta... communists require that you show a negative COVID test before they let you into communist land, Canada. And it's a good thing they do because mine just came back positive. What? Yeah. Wait a minute. You let me steal that whole 20 minutes about my fake concerns and you uh, have COVID right now? I Apparently, it's unless it's a false positive, I have COVID, yes. Wow. Do you feel odd at all? No. I feel a uh, tiny bit tired, which is the case almost every day when I, I have a cycle day coffee. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So, uh, what does this mean? This means I can't go to Canada for. Two Aside weeks. from yes, you can't see your sister right now. Correct. Which is less important than your health, I believe. It also means that I won't be going into the radio station today. But I have Lucy Live, which will allow me to take part uh, electronically. Right, right. And then I will not be able to go into the radio station for two weeks. So I won't be on Lucy Live for two continuous weeks. Wow. Will you have a, a nurse there to wake you up every time there's a break? <laughs> I don't think that'll be a problem. Um, I, I think I'm in relatively good health. I, I, you know, but if I need to get a, an antibody, a mono, mono, monoclonal antibody thing, I Special guess. Special treatment, yeah. yeah. 
you need the same treatment then. And I was thinking about that too. If I had COVID, like I want to be flown in a Black Hawk helicopter to the best treatments possible, but that's not going to happen. No. Wow. So you're feeling good. You're not sleepy. No, I'm, I feel fine. I could use a coffee. Could it possibly be a false positive? Do you uh, need to retest possible. or anything? Yes. What are yeah. the odds on the... Oh, so you didn't take the... What is it? The PCR test is the is the most accurate one. And is it? Well, I just got the nasal swab, and I, it's the rapid result antigen test that I got. Lemira DX. So can you just go get another one in a half hour and just keep taking them until you get a negative? <laughs> I, I hope so. Huh. I'm going to get another one today, that's for sure. Well, I, you I, should go in for the more detailed test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got COVID. Uh, apparently it's a, it says you have a positive COVID-19 test. I thought it was a joke. I thought, wait a minute, am I mixing positive with negative? I'm positively in the clear. Because, <laughs> wow. you know, you, you, you just uh, don't believe it. Uh, you got a Bill Maher COVID. Bill Mark, yeah, maybe. He also got one. He got a because yeah. just to do his show, they would test him before the show. Right. And one day they went, "That's it. We're calling off the show for two weeks." He's like, "I feel fine." Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm not. I'm not old enough to be considered high risk, so I don't get you know any of the special deals or anything. Special deals on burial plots? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the monoclonal whatever. Okay. Well, crazy. Again, and I've mentioned this. I, I always do like the news that comes out a month later. Yeah. Uh, because I follow these nerdy scientists. But right. uh, Dr. John Campbell has said it's endemic. It's not a question of whether or not you'll get it. The whole idea that you could go through life without getting it. Uh-huh. Put that aside. Yeah. It's a question of when you get it, how bad it is, and how well you recover, and how good the treatments are. Right. So, um, you know, in a way, if you get it, mm-hmm. it's wonderful that you lived and everything's good because you have better protection. And you're, Wait, and you're, in a way, protecting humanity. You're one of those warriors. Well, you work with a right wing talk show host, but apparently the Grim <laughs> Reaper lets you live. Well, our producer is leaving uh, the broadcast company that employs uh, all of us because they are demanding that he get vaccinated. And he is saying, I will not let a corporation tell me what to do. So his last day will be next Friday. That's amazing. I've read about people like that, the conscientious... Yeah, objectors. The unconscious objectors. I like. <laughs> I like the, I the yeah. twist. Twisted yeah. phrase was good. Yeah, <laughs> because they were unconscious. They have no idea. What like, yeah, I think they're. No, he's very like, true to his. It would be like protesting that the government doesn't want me to murder somebody. It's like, yeah. hello, <laughs> fuck yeah. nuts, wake up. It's not and, just about you. Yeah, and they're begging him not to not to do this, but he's he's but uh, if, you know standing by what, his principles. That's what he believes. Yeah. Look, we've reached a point where. It's just, you know, there are estimates that it's killed over a million people so far when you count people that weren't counted at the beginning. Um, There are also, you know, for sure, uh, 600 and whatever, 50,000 or whatever, headed towards a million with the current daily death rate in no time at all. So once a million people die, let's put it this way. 
after 9-11, we instituted new safety regulations, right? Correct. You can't get on an airplane with a glass of water. Nope. Okay, and you have to take off your shoes. And they scan your testicles every time. You know those photos are somewhere. <laughs> no wonder I'm sterile, yeah. I think. <laughs> but, but, I mean, that was, that was because just under 3,000 people died on 9-11-2001. On 9-11-2001, over 3,000 people died on that one day of COVID. And you got the same people that said, you know, shut everything down, terrorism. You got the same people that believed our entire way of life and our freedoms and our right to privacy could all be permanently suspended because of some terrorists and that loss of life saying, well, it's a virus. It's going to kill a million people. Too bad. I don't want to wear a seatbelt or a mask. This, the lack of logic is just incredible. Bob's pontificating and the other guys don't want to join in. No, he's out ahead of the pack. Someone's going to shoot him down. Let's stand back here and see if he survives. I'm sorry. I was reading a treatment guide for patients. Oh, sorry. For you, you agree. Agree. Or Ed fell asleep. No. Life from Detroit. Well, he's living. Yeah. All right. I know I'm restating the obvious. Sorry. Yes. Uh, so so wait a second, Ed. So this guy, it's strictly the the um, his own beliefs. Does it have any? I mean, does he have concerns about his health at all? Um, he, no, he's he's already had COVID, so he believed that oh, his, oh, okay. he, his that antibodies sense. will carry him. He's probably and right. He's he's a very devout Catholic. Um, I know that, and he's quite um, he's a spiritual guy. Okay. And he's, so he's not, okay with pedophilia, but he just doesn't want to get a jab. Now, that's just wrong, uh, no. Mr. Catholic boy. Because not every Catholic, Catholic is... Uh, look, does not excuse you from there is some uh, clergy that caring about that, society. That does not make people of the Catholic faith uh, of the pedophile sure. stripe. Okay? Uh, I don't think have he's to wear on an any list says, in any neighborhood, anywhere. He's I'm a Catholic, very good but I don't man. support now, pedophilia. Now, get off a raised face. You should have a walk to raise money against pedophilia to prove to me. Jesus. You must. Must be are feeling you, better, Bob. I gotta I'm say, are better. you high? What did they give you in the hospital? Right. <laughs> who were you next to? Timothy Leary? Jesus. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, but seriously, guys who protest and walk away from their career, good, good on them. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. He'll, he's going to look for something else, and he'll probably get something yeah. else. But, yeah. Okay. Um, there's some Aerosmith history uh, to pass on today. And also, uh, I think one of the most inspiring retrospectives on 9-11 that I read, and I don't know if a lot of people have seen this. Let's do the 9-11 one first. Mm -hmm. There was a, a female pilot, Lieutenant Heather Lucky Penny. Mm -hmm. She was on a runway at Andrews Air Force Base mm -hmm. and ready to fly on September 11th. All right. Have you heard about her? No. Oh, wait, wait, wait. On September 11th. Yes. Of what year? 2001. 
Okay, so, uh, all right, continue. This is sounding familiar. She had her hand on the throttle of an F-16, and she had her orders. Bring down United Airlines Flight 93. Right. So now you know what we're talking about. Right. You see, Flight 93 was the fourth hijacked airliner of the day. That, that was destined for the Shanks White House, fell. was it yes. not? Yeah. Uh, there's, uh, there's been a bunch written about this. Uh, it's widely thought it was headed for the Capitol. Yes. But there are also theories and reports it was headed for the White House. The reason the Capitol is the reigning theory is that it's harder for, uh, it would be easier for a dumb barely trained pilot to find the Capitol than to find the White House. White House is hard to see hmm. until you're right up on top of it. Did not know that. Uh, but there's been a ton uh, written about that. If you're one of those 9-11 nerd freaks, you can read about that. But what is not widely reported is how unready the United States was for this kind of an attack. And Penny, Heather Penny, was one of the first two combat pilots in the air that morning and she was told her job was to stop Flight 93. But there was, there was one problem with that. Okay. The surprise attacks unfolded so fast. That she wouldn't have been able to make it in time in the window? No, that there was no time to arm the plane. Oh, no. The so plane flew around with, with blanks for dummy training missions. Of course. So she was told, there's no time to arm the plane. You have to take the plane. And shoot to, and get down that plane. And she said, we wouldn't be shooting it down. We'd It'd be, be ramming it. Yeah, yeah. I would essentially, she says, be a kamikaze pilot. Yeah, committing suicide. Honorable way to go, but yeah. And Penny was one of the first generation of female combat pilots in the country. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say anything, you know, stereotypical, but blonde, blue-eyed. Hmm. Okay, that was stereotypical. So am I. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> she was gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, and Rich. It would have been a suicide mission. Mm -hmm. And do you think of that? Do you think of, uh, like, you know, like that we would have kamikaze? Like, it would never occur to me. Unprecedented situation. Yeah. Unprecedented. And by the way, uh, the only reason that plane was late, which was really uh, wild, was that there was an, a delay taking off on the ground. That's wild. That's wild. Because <laughs> they were all supposed to take off at about the same time. And um, Flight 93, you know, some sort of backup she also says she toyed with the idea of hitting the ejection sheet seat just before impact if she was going to have to ram it. But she worried. She said, if you eject and your jet soars through without impact, that'd be worse. You know what I mean? Well, it'd be shameful and bad. Yep. Uh, would not look good on the res. Well, there'd be two missiles in the sky then. Yeah. So uh, there's another aspect of to this, by the way. Her husband, John Penny, mm -hmm. was a captain with United Airlines. Mm -hmm. He had been flying East Coast routes. She had no way of knowing. I'm sorry, not her husband, her father. She had no way of knowing whether her father 
was the captain of that flight or not. There's some irony. If I remember correctly, they did scramble two fighters from Otis on the Cape. They managed to get two under the air to, to go to New York, but they were already head struck. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, I think she's a hero. I, I would agree. And uh, because she was clearly willing to do it. Did it uh, mention her marital stat? Oh, her husband was a pilot as well. Right? No, well, no, no. It was her father who was her a father. Pilot. Okay, all right. Uh, I didn't get too deep into like totally trolling her on the internet <laughs> to find that out. Well, you did mention <laughs> blonde hair Believe and blue me, eyes. I'm capable I mean, of that. You're married. Why would you? <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, yes. All right. Uh, let me tell you the Aerosmith story, and then okay. we can. Uh, I appreciate you guys doing this podcast because. This is not a scheduled time, and I'm the guy who was sick earlier. Yeah. So um, there's a post on Facebook, so Zip knows the story. You might know the story already, too. Uh, we live in Vermont, near where my wife was born and grew up, and really close to where I was born, uh, or sorry, grew up. And there's a lot of history here. Yeah. I, I like living in the areas of where the United States was formed. Right. I, I like knowing that Vermont was not part of the original 13 the colonies. States. What's that? that no, was it was not a, originally it, a colony. It was the People's Republic of Vermont for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We joined the United States in 1777, and I think we're, you know, we haven't looked back from that. Right. Uh, but there's a certain kind of neighborly respect and independence in Vermont mm-hmm. that I believe lives on to this day. And, uh, and people, by the way, of all races, creeds, colors, and even political leanings, mm-hmm. treat each other like neighbors with respect. I witnessed that when I was there. You did? Yeah. We have a Republican governor who's won in a landslide, 67%, and we've got two of the hardest-hitting, liberal-leaning senators you could name in Senator Bernie Sanders and Patrick Leahy. Uh, and by the way, it's going to be a shame for Vermont when these guys age out. I'm not aging out, Bob. I'm sticking around. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, because Vermont, you know, is a small state and needs all the representation it can get. We have two senators just like the others. That's right. Just, in other words, we have just as much clout in the Senate as California. Corrupt. Correct, you meant to say. <laughs> oh, Freudian slip, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, there's a lot of history here, uh, and I'm, uh, I love history and all the lessons that can be learned from it. You know, especially, I really love our country, but we're so entitled, if I may borrow a word from cable news, uh, we really think we're entitled to be the best sometimes without having to work hard enough to be the best. And, uh, and so a lot of America that has been economically struggling is pretty forgot about by you know folks in the big cities folks on the coasts detroit has certainly paid its struggle dues oh yeah of late but my friends in seattle they have no concept of what it's like to live in an area where manufacturing used to be huge and where you know getting a job at the local mini mart is the only option for some people we don't even have damn amazon warehouses near us yeah they're building those down near Zip, near Boston and Worcester. 
They are. Right Big now. ones. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, from time to time, things get torn down and new buildings go up. And the other day, um, I read that a it, it's an old, a former head shop that used to be a nightclub 50 years ago. One of those magic mushroom head shops. Is that a national chain? <laughs> no, I, I do know how long it's been since I've been in a head shop. It's been a while for me, too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I drive by them, and they sell vaping products mostly yes, these now. days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, of course, as cannabis legalization takes over, they'll be... I prob- I'm sure they're churning out the bongs and the right. papers. Anyway, <laughs> this this place, this building uh, sat rotting for the whole six years that we've been here. And when I remember when I drove by it once, Lisa said, that used to be a nightclub I went to when I was 19. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. She's so, got yeah. a lot of memories around there. Oh, she, and sure. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, at this age, we celebrate whatever, you know, Whatever nostalgia we have, yeah, we share with I, each other. I saw your wedding chapel, actually. It's a really wonderful time to be married, by the way. Yeah. I wish I could have been this happy for the whole time. Yeah, instead of a, <laughs> a working prick that neglected everybody and got addicted to coke. Part, did I, was that my outside voice? I'm well, that, you're, you're, a con- <laughs> you're, a, you're a condensing, you're conflating a lot of different things that happen at different times. <laughs> okay, sorry. But none of it's false. <laughs> at least he's honest yeah. <laughs> so anyway we drive by this place and she she mentions that used to be a nightclub called the savage beast mm. and um and i thought wow aerosmith and it's so small it's like the size of a garage right and aerosmith played there wow and um i thought about it and it was you know an interesting piece of uh history mm-hmm. well th- I think day before yesterday, there appeared a post on Facebook that said that they're tearing this down. Mm. And apparently, the demolition crew removing parts of the building ripped through a wall, several layers of wall, and the back cinder block concrete was the black painted wall of the stage with the logo Savage Beast. And then in okay. front of it is a tile floor, which was the dance floor. Wow. And so Lisa and I were going out for dinner last night, and we drove by there, and I glanced over. And there it was. Hmm. And I thought, my wife used to dance there when she was 19. <laughs> I wonder if she Trying to catch Steve. the eye of one Stephen I, Tyler. I wonder if she danced with Steve there. I don't know. And I, I, look. Whatever joy she had, I celebrate. It's was okay. fine. I clearly won when you count. <laughs> but you are a cock cousin, like you, it or not. When you count number of years, I've never heard that phrase before, and I'm going to try hard to unhear it. So, <laughs> Sorry. I, you know what I love most about Stephen is, is that big famous record of his, My Big Four Inch. I thought that was a great record. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the song. So uh, anyway, so I turned around and, and drove back there, and I said, "You wanna, you wanna get up on the dance floor?" No, you didn't. You romantic, yeah. you. Oh, and, and look she at you. did, and I posted the picture on Facebook, and I'll, I'll That's uh, awesome. I'll actually give it to our webmaster to post uh, for this podcast. God, gotta see that. And it was wonderful. I mean, yeah. it's the journey of life. And who didn't love clubs after all? 
No. At, at that age. Oh. To be sweaty. Oh. To be surrounded a, by second passive, secondhand smoke. Sure. <laughs> and this is true before, in, our, in our era. That's this exactly is before pandemics, AIDS. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we really thought there was nothing that could ever hurt us back then. No. We were invincible. It was a great freedom. I mean, we caught stuff, but usually, uh, you know, a little penicillin <laughs> would back in up. action. <laughs> I never got anything, but okay. Yeah. So uh, it, it was a joy just to see her joke around and dance on that stage. Yeah. Wow. And you noticed it and not her as you were driving past. Yeah, she hadn't been paying attention. In fact, okay. I said, that, isn't that the... And she was like, no, it was a different place. And I was like, no, honey, I'm pretty sure you told me that's where... And we drove back there, and she was like, the savage beast. <laughs> Return to the savage beast now yes. showing. <laughs> and, and I was thinking back to those days, uh, mm-hmm. because in 1971, mm-hmm. there was still a draft. Kids were going. Kids were getting drafted and going off to Vietnam to die. Not Canadian kids in Afghanistan. Okay. What would be the Afghanistan of its time, right? Right. And so, the story does involve Vermont again in a way, and our mm-hmm. revolutionary status. Right. Because the drinking age in New Hampshire was twenty-one, where Lisa lived. Yeah. And Vermont was like eighteen. <laughs> if we can draft wow. you and send you to die of Agent Orange, you should at least have a cocktail before you go. Exactly. <laughs> and so, um, you know, that club was a fueled also by you know by the times and by the, some of the crazy stuff that our country was doing. Mm-hmm. I think the drinking age should be eighteen again. Well, you know, over in uh, other countries in Europe where there is no real restriction, I mean, they, you know, they have wine with, the kids have, of 12 have wine with dinner, and then it, it takes away the forbidden fruit factor, if you yes. will, and uh, they have far less drinking problems and addiction issues over yeah. there. Uh, when we visited uh, um, Jamaica once, there was a sign at a bar, mm-hmm. uh, and it said that legal you drinking be- age here is one. But it is not strictly important. <laughs> you have to be this high uh, to ride this ride. Uh, and it was six inches off the ground. Uh, <laughs> so That's cute. Okay, here's the last uh, rant. And thank you, guys. Thank you for coming out on a Friday. Here's my last rant. It's about Facebook. Oh. It's coming out more and more how evil Facebook is. Mm-hmm. And have you been reading some of the... Uh, and by the way, is this the media coming after Facebook in an organized way? I hope so. <laughs> is it about the money and power that Zuckerberg has and trying to tear him down? Mm. I, I um, think it's about the way it's morphed, uh, frankly. Yeah. I don't know who has the moral high ground here, but let me just blow it out. All right. Facebook employees flag drug cartels and human traffickers. The company's response is weak and sometimes non-existent. Oh, boy. So, in other words, uh, and I'm not going to log into the Wall Street. I'm already a subscriber. Don't you know my computer? (laughs) I clicked the link and it wants me to sign in. Uh, But here's from memory what's going on. Um, Facebook is 
you know, under fire in this country for trying to keep things fair, trying to stop misinformation. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're sticking their finger in the dike wherever they can. Right. You get all these notifications, which to me are virtual signaling to make you think they're doing something. Mm-hmm. But everybody's in their own echo chamber and there's some really mean, nasty stuff in some of those echo chambers. Well, around the world, and I did not realize this, the majority of Facebook's new users are in developing countries. Hmm. In other words, the U.S. now, we're like 10% of Facebook. Really? We're actually at the point where we're too small for them to care about, in a sense. Wow. A drug cartel in Mexico mm-hmm. was using Facebook to recruit, train, and pay hitmen. But the company didn't do anything about it. That's, I'm sorry, that's collusion in my yeah. book. Employees also flagged human traffickers in the Middle East who used the site to lure women into abusive employment situations in which they were treated like slaves or forced to perform sex work. Oh, boy. Armed groups in Ethiopia used Facebook to incite violence against ethnic minorities. They sent alerts to their bosses on organ selling. Organ selling! I've got an old Hammond B3 for sale. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're talking spleen, liver, oh. <laughs> kidneys. Kidneys. Wow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you wake up in a bathtub. I'm not familiar with, with a with kidney-shaped ice. organ. Does that sound like a C3? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, yes. Organ selling, pornography, political dissent, all for sale in Ethiopia. But here's Facebook's problem. And I am going to pretend to care. Okay. They're like the phone company. They, they shut you. down with the phone company when drug dealers and, you know, human traffickers use the phone company to move their slaves, right? Yeah. It's just the phone company. Okay, I don't oh. even believe myself. Facebook is not <laughs> like the phone company. It's more like a newspaper because it is the newspaper for the majority for of people. For a lot of right? people, yeah. So, question, so they flag these, whatever, posts, and, and bring them to the attention of management of Facebook, and Facebook did nothing or didn't contact authorities, or, or is that, is that so the deal? Facebook uses, and by the way, this is, a, uh, this is a tech model that's been used by all kinds of violators. They uh, have a whole bunch of people on it, and as soon as they learn about it, they take it down. What's wrong with that plan? As As soon as the animals are in the field, we close the barn doors. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, sure. Uh, Facebook said it uh, took down the offending posts, but they haven't fixed the systems and haven't done anything to stop new ones from going up. They've got to put up some some barriers. So, Somehow. Yeah. I mean, so they're playing, will this be the watershed era where government steps in and begins to regulate them? Well, of course. Uh, but how fast can they do that? Because they're playing whack-a-mole Lester. Well, that's true. Whack-a-mole Lester. It took me a while to squeeze that Whack-a-mole Lester. Wow. Okay. Very, very bad. As Norm MacDonald said, if no one laughs, <laughs> it was yeah, awesome. Yeah, if no one laughs, it's probably not funny, Bob. Yeah. That's a good Norm MacDonald. Is it? Okay. Did you love him? 
I did. I adored him. I've never seen a guy with more natural stage presence and 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 patter that made it sound so off the cuff. I think he's gifted. There's two guys that I think are at the top of the heap, and one is Conan, and he was the other. Yeah, just naturally breathed fun. And and yeah, it's just an, an intelligence that j- just operating at a higher level altogether. You know, he did our Christmas show uh, for. Uh, I think it was a KZOK Christmas show one year. He d- oh man, that's amazing! And we were excited to have him. Yeah. Um, and when he got on stage, he was a little too edgy for some of our audience because he was fearless, totally fearless. Yeah, no fear. Uh, and I was as I was watching it, I was like, okay, twenty percent of the people are going to go. That's disgusting. Yeah. And eighty percent are going to go. That's some of the best shit I ever heard in my life. <laughs> I seriously had to do that calculation. I said, I, I know yeah. there's a bunch of people that go, I liked it when you guys had on that nice comedian. We had several well, nice comedians. I, the, some of the loudest laughs I heard also had people leaving the show. Right, right. Yeah. Comedy should, and one of the things I love about a podcast is a little more freedom. Yeah, true. I mean, I do hope people realize that when we say something edgy, it's yeah for dramatic effect. And it's, it's three guys just yakking. It's to hopefully table. get you to think. And <laughs> yeah. it's also because we have to. Like if we just say quietly, go well, we're going to speak very calmly about everything that's going on in the world right now. Right. We're not going to say anything that might be, you know, might upset you. And we're certainly going to watch our language. Yeah. I think I'd rather get the flu back and stay in bed for another five days. (laughs) (laughs) Bite your lip, Bob. Yeah. All right. Well, those are my topics. Uh, And uh, since I called you guys last minute, I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to whatever you've got in your mind. Uh, I, 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 Zip, go ahead. You have uh, seniority here. (laughs) I've got a lot of stuff I need to do. Age before beauty, you know. (laughs) No. I'm cool. No, I, Everything's yeah. good. Zip's good. He passes. Good. I, I'm I Zip, think... alcoholic. Now I got nothing to say today. <laughs> I'll make the coffee. Yeah. Yes. I, 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 let me say this. Zip is okay. playing his last gig with a legend. Not last gig, but one of his last gigs this weekend with a legendary saxophone player who is retiring and moving to Florida. Is that? Oh, can I say that? Yeah, for public consumption? yeah it's pretty correct. Yes. And it's if you nice. want to see the guy, his name is George T. Gregory. Hmm. I kept confusing him with that overweight comedian that they had to take out of the fifth floor of that building. Which, which comedian was that? <laughs> Wasn't him. Jeez. Jeez. Oh, man. You know that Gregory uh, dude who was the... Uh, yeah. Not Dick Gregory. He was Dick skinny. Gregory. No. It was a different guy? I don't remember a fat comic that big. God, I don't either. I think you're confusing, confusing the issue. Okay. Anyway. But anyway, yeah. Uh, George T. Gregory is an amazing sax player and one of the legendary uh, performers that Zip has played with for many years because Zip's a world-class drummer and bass player. Are you playing drums or bass tonight? Oh, drums. Drums with George. You you know, Bob, uh, I think that uh, uh, as a drummer, you know, he's a lot like you uh, in that he don't play with heart no more. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Oh, man. (laughs) Glad I brought that one up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I 
wanted to step in and say thank you to Lizzie for literally saving my life today. Oh, how? Well, I took my car in. Um, what does it need? It needs uh, whatever it needs. I took it to the shop. And uh, she was driving me for my COVID test, and we came to a light in Dearborn, Michigan, and she proceeded through the light, and then she slammed on the brakes very, very hard, and uh, my, my drink went forward, my head almost hit the, the, the windshield, and then a car went by at, a, I would say, 70 to 75 miles an hour. Wow. That had blown a red light, and we, that, it would have strained us through that asshole's grill. So it gave me pause, and I thought, this girl is either heaven sent, or I am the, well, some people say I'm already the luckiest man on the planet, (laughs) given the age. Well, and that God keeps providing you with 22-year-olds, I think so. (laughs) You didn't even have to fly an airplane into a building. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Thank you, Norm MacDonald, inspired by Norm MacDonald. Yes, I guess you had some luck today. Yeah, yeah. No, you're a, you're a good soul, and the universe uh, bestows that good karma back on Amen. Absolutely. Amen. It's not done with me yet. So uh, thankful to her. And good she's news, okay. News. She, I, I, I survived. Now I have COVID. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> what a day. But you got, you got, you know, you got COVID light. Yeah, not probably. Half the shivers of our regular COVID. It's like. <laughs> No, you got asymptomatic COVID and you found out by a routine test. Yeah, that I got just because I was going to take care of somebody. And, you know, that's, again, karma coming home. I I know. You should take care of yourself. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Well, I got an on-camera gig next week. I got to cancel now. That's a thousand bucks out the the door. All right. So to close out the show, I'm going to, and again... um, if, uh, if there are complaints, they'll take this down. Hmm. But seeing as how a Facebook uh, can recruit hit men and human traffickers, right. I think it's okay if I post that ABBA song that I freaked out and loved last night. <laughs> you feel free. You, you go guys want to hear it? I've heard it, but go ahead. No, I've heard it, but I'm going to... I'll hang up and listen on the radio. <laughs> Zip, will you hang up and listen on the radio, too? There you go. Okay. It's Bob and Zip, a special sick week uh, version. Oh, thank you to our Patreons, by the way. Uh, Yes. We sure appreciate you being there. And uh, you can always visit us at Bob Rivers, uh, patreon.com slash Bob Rivers. And that group has been growing a little bit. It's a tip jar for the show. Um, And I want to make you feel guilty if you're not a Patreon. But the Patreon people are actually doing something. And we don't know who you are. That's right. But you know we need money. Yeah. Well, we, if you want me to answer your phone, I can. Uh, Ed will do a phone answering uh, machine. We'll all do anything for you. We'll come and wash your car. We'll babysit your kids. Ed's <laughs> no currently, uh, Ed's currently got COVID, but that's I'm, okay. I, I'm quarantined. I can't babysit. <laughs> that's right. right. Uh, Patreon.com slash Bob Rivers. All right. Here's that crazy. Can you imagine going to see a concert? where it's avatars performing as the band in their youth. If they're 3D. Crazy. Ed, take care of yourself. Thank you, bud. My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Bob and Zip. A while ago I heard the sound of children's laughter. Now it's quiet, so I guess they left the park. This wooden bench is getting harder by the hour. The sun is going down, it's getting dark I realize I'm cold, the rain
rain begins to pour As I watch the windows on the second floor The lights are on, it's time to go It's time at last to let him know Learn to cope and love and hope is why I am here now.